If you're a more energetically sensitive creative leader or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, blends business and spiritual principles to help creatives, leaders, and entrepreneurs identify common energetic roadblocks and how to overcome them to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Anna Long-Stokes. Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about responsibility and kind of what it's like to struggle as an empathic entrepreneur with the energy of responsibility. So there's this push-pull dynamic that most entrepreneurs face when it comes to responsibility, and it's an interesting one. And I've talked about this before, but it can lead to friction, and friction can lead to stagnant growth. So as empathic entrepreneurs, we're always looking for how to find more flow with our creations. So I really wanted to do an episode about this because this is kind of this interesting concept that when you get talking in a room full of entrepreneurs, they'll nod their head and they'll be like, yes, yes, I totally go through this. But I don't really feel like it's talked about. And I do feel like it's something that people who are on the more energetically sensitive side tend to face in particular when growing their businesses. So what is this swinging back and forth when I talk about responsibility? Well, the swinging back and forth is kind of swinging between either being or feeling overly responsible for their creations or on the other extreme, avoiding responsibility altogether, often as a backlash from feeling overly responsible in the first place. So either way, it's easy to feel invalidated as you're swinging between these two extremes of feeling overly responsible and then avoiding responsibility altogether. So it's really easy to feel invalidated as a creator and as a leader. And the way this invalidation could be showing up is through feelings of guilt, like guilt for not doing enough or anger for feeling like we have to do it all on our own or sense of fear that no one can help. So we're going to be, you know, doing this by ourselves for the rest of our lives. So none of those are ideal, obviously. (laughs) And invalidation, like I talked about, creates friction. And we want to avoid friction in business. Or when we hit friction, which is inevitable, we want to move through it as quickly as possible into that sweet spot where we are aligned and where we can grow. So let's get to the bottom of why these two extremes tend to impact empaths and how it will show up in your entrepreneurial endeavors. Because if we can get to the bottom of this, we can at least acknowledge it. And as it comes up, it it, it will lose its grip over us. You'll, you'll start to go, oh my gosh, I'm falling into this extreme on one side or the other. And you can start to work with it. So Because empaths are highly attuned to energy, they are often a few steps ahead of everyone around them. 
they may have a keen sense of what's going to happen before it happens, and they may try to extend their reach in an effort to control the situation so that they can try to avoid any and all quote-unquote bad things that might be coming down the pipeline. So while this may seem helpful, and it certainly is sometimes, it can get a bit out of control if you're trying to be so in control all of the time. So in an attempt to do our best to ensure the success for all parties involved, we may inadvertently stifle the free will of others. We may dampen down our own creativity and um, create internal exhaustion and a sense of martyrdom over our illusion that it must be us and us alone who mans the ship. Okay, so I want you to imagine for a moment that you're the captain of a ship and you're headed into a big storm. Are you going to try to sail the ship all alone or do you need to rely on your crew to help with the ropes and the sails? Obviously, you're going to need help. But what I see is that many empathic entrepreneurs who are the captains of their creations, they try to weather the storms on their own. And in the process, they become resentful of their creations and of anyone who's on their team who is there to help them, but who they wouldn't ask for help from. So maybe you've created excuses around you being the best, therefore only you can do it. Or maybe you're afraid to ask for help because you don't want to put others out. Or in the case of the ship and the storm, you don't want to maybe put them in danger. Maybe you've kind of created this story in your head that if you assign responsibility to others, that that's a problem or that they can't handle it or that you're putting them out, even though you literally hired them to help with those things. So when you're growing a business, it's really easy to get into the habit of creating assumptions based on the energy patterns that you're you're working through in this lifetime. These are the storylines we operate from, the lens we look through the world. And then these assumptions can lead us to feeling really, really alone or really, really responsible. So this particular energetic struggle is the number one reason why many empathic entrepreneurs tend to struggle most with um, leading a team and growing a team. While others might see you as a good leader because you might be empathetic or compassionate, all of this can quickly be overshadowed by your inability to share responsibility. And then you sometimes start being a little bit naughty because you're showing up in this martyr behavior. You know, you might be okay shouldering the responsibility for a while, but what quickly happens is you then take on that energy of being a martyr when you get angry at not being able to let go of the reins or share the burden. And nobody likes a martyr. So we always want to try to avoid falling in between these two extremes of being a victim or being a martyr when it comes to being responsible for our businesses. I will be the first to admit that for the first two years of running my brick and mortar beauty business, I had a very, very hard time letting others help me with everything I needed help with. They obviously helped with like seeing clients and selling the skincare products, but I needed help with a lot of shouldering of the responsibility of the administration. And I I needed it to continue growing. And when we rounded the corner into opening our second location, I really couldn't do it all alone. And I had to face the facts that I needed help. I began creating systems and positions to support my needs, but it wasn't until I broke my arm and I really couldn't do anything. It was my right arm and I'm right-handed. So I couldn't work in the treatment room. I couldn't even type. 
I just had to like take a step back and submit and let others share in the responsibility, which they did openly, willingly, happily. And ideally, it wouldn't have taken me breaking my arm for me to be able to take a step back and realize that I didn't have to um, strangle my business. I didn't have to strangle it with that sense of needing to control it. But unfortunately, it did take me breaking my arm and just being out for about six to 12 weeks for me to realize, oh, like people are there, they're helpful. Oh, and actually a lot of them are better at certain things than me. So that was a big eye opener as well. So if you can learn to share in responsibility, if if you if you never learn to share in responsibility, it can feel too much and it's easy to then rebel and either want to give up altogether, like close down shop or close your business, or to just maybe hand your power over entirely to another member of your team. Um, maybe one of those power hungry employees who really wants to be a manager or really wants um wants to be seen as a leader. I was this person when I was young. I was always like, let me be the leader. Let me be the leader. Um, There's usually someone like that. But this is the other extreme. And I did this a couple times when running my business where I sort of rebelled against responsibility. And I suffered from officeitis. So I never, you know, wanted to go into work. I would just want to stay in bed and like veg out reading like cheesy chiclet novels all day. And then I would just rely solely on a manager to run the business. And ultimately, it never worked out well, not because my managers weren't competent, but because I myself was shirking my responsibilities, the healthy responsibilities. I'm not talking about me needing to be in there all the time and be a workaholic, but there are responsibilities as a leader of an organization or a company that matter most. Um, it's showing up to support your team when they need it, no, you know, so this, they know you're there, even if you're not in their face all, all day, every day. Um, also, being, you know, I was responsible for relaying my vision to them to help keep everyone working towards a common goal. And those times when I just kind of completely shirked my duties, the 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 ship was lost at sea. Even if I had a good manager manning things, ultimately they weren't the leader of the company. And so that was the other extreme. So many empathic entrepreneurs are so uncomfortable sharing responsibility that they end up just kind of throwing in the towel before they ever even see what it feels like to find that balance, that sweet spot where they get to call on others for help while continuing to grow their dreams and be the leader that they came here to be. I've seen, unfortunately, more than a handful of friends over the years who just straight up closed the doors to their successful businesses because they couldn't overcome this one thing. They couldn't um, find this balance, this sweet spot re- with responsibility where they didn't carry all of the burden by themselves. They just said, you know what, this this element of growth is too challenging. I see this with a lot of women. They say, this is too challenging. I can't figure it out and I'm going to walk away. So while I can talk about this today on this episode, I'm not going to pretend that I ever truly mastered this when I was running my own company. But I've I've had time and space from it. And I see that I see what I was in and I see what I was moving between. And there were times when I couldn't see my way out of it. And it's been a couple of years since I sold that company. And I have more space to really look back and go, okay, energetically, what was going on there? You know, 
what 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 was going on and i look back at it and it's this swinging between you know kind of being the victim and the martyr in in that in that relationship of responsibility to my business and the reality is is that things are going to come up when you run a business things are going to go wrong and if you can embrace the fact that there's no such thing as the perfect business or the perfect team or the perfect leader i.e. you then you can take the inevitable setbacks and challenges in stride Okay, so after this short break, I'm going to tell you about how having my business broken into and robbed was one of the best things that ever happened to me as a leader. Stay tuned. Are you a creative leader or entrepreneur looking to enhance your life and business by learning the subtle yet powerful skill of clairvoyance? In October, I'm launching my annual year-long clairvoyant training, where we will deep dive into the practical skills and tools involved in the art of reading energy. We will clear any energy that's currently blocking your clairvoyant abilities, so that whether you see yourself as a very intuitive person, or you struggle to connect with your own answers, you will become the oracle of your own life. Over the course of 12 months, you will learn all the ins and outs of becoming a neutral energy reader. So whether you decide to fuse these new abilities with your current set of skills, or become a professional reader, or simply explore how this powerful skill can shift your life, I promise you one thing. You are in for a new level of clarity and personal exploration. Topics and skills include learning how to read past lives, learning how to heal karma, learning how to give a full seven layer aura reading so that people can see where they're at and take their next steps. You'll learn how to access the Akashic records and meet your Akashic guide. You will learn to clear energy from your genetics and your DNA, and you will become senior to beings, learning how to do things like clear unwanted energy from physical spaces, online spaces, and any energy spaces of the things that you are creating in life, whether that be a business or a hobby. We are going to dive deep and we are going to learn how to see, and I am going to hold the space for you. Classes will happen once a week with practice labs once a week as well. If you're curious, but you're not sure if you're a fit, I encourage you to apply anyway. Program kicks off in October, and I'll be doing complimentary 30-minute calls between now and then if you're interested and you want to look at what's in store for you if you take this next step. All right, see you soon. Okay, welcome back. So how was my business getting broken into a good thing. So over the course of running my business, we were broken into three times, I think it was three times in the middle of the night by burglars, twice at my first location, and then once at my second location, kind of in the midst of, we were already shut down with COVID. So that was a huge bummer. But anyway, as a business owner, you can likely relate to this being one of those like worst case scenarios. You know, someone breaks in in the middle of the night, they take your cash, they take electronics, uh, they kind of make a mess, and it feels really violating. 
And even though these robberies were terrible, they always reminded me that at the end of the day, I couldn't control everything. We had cameras, we had alarms. Um, Eventually, we were not even carrying cash on site, but that didn't stop these things from happening occasionally. And during the first robbery, it turns out I slept through the whole thing. I have my phone on do not disturb. So the alarm company was calling me, calling me, calling me, um, and they couldn't get through. So um, eventually they called my manager at the time. Actually, I think they tried one manager and she also had do not disturb on. Then they called the next manager and she happened to not have her phone on do not disturb. So they call the cops first, but then they call anyone who's on the call list. So at that time, they called the cops and they called the manager and, you know, they had broken kind of this window panel to get in. We had these wind, these panels of glass on the door. So they broke the one that was closest to the handle so that they could get in. And by the time I woke up in the morning and found out about it, you know, the cops had called a kind of a glass repair company who comes out and puts a, maybe it's just a boarding company where they literally just board up your broken window until a glass repair company can come out. So we were already boarded up. My manager had kind of swept up all the glass, tidied things up, gone through and started to take stock of what was stolen. And this had happened around four o'clock in the morning. And I didn't find out about it till probably 10 in the morning when I got out of bed. And I mean, the reality was, was I realized like everything, I couldn't have stopped it. Getting up at 4 a.m. wouldn't have done anything. I just would have been sleep deprived when I went into work the next day. And it just kind of was like this illuminating experience that was like, oh, like I can't control this. I have no control over this. And that was actually a huge relief. It had always been my biggest fear that we would get broken into. And then for my biggest fear to come true and for it not to really be that bad, it was really empowering. It took um, a lot of that fear out of my space. So, you know, there wasn't anything that that the police needed for me that night. You know, even if my manager hadn't been available, like it wouldn't have been the end of the world to show up in the morning and clean up glass. Like I just started to really you know, parse out the pieces and see that like, oh, this was the worst thing. And it's not that bad. We also, a fire is the worst thing. That's a whole other story. We also had a fire and we also got through that (laughs) and we got through the pandemic. So I went through some, some stuff, obviously running my company, but the, the, what I want you to take away and what I want you to consider is, is your relationship with responsibility. You know, we're always going to have some but we don't need to shoulder the burden entirely by ourselves. And we certainly don't need to behave as if we actually have that much control over the outcomes anyway. Because as you can see with my burglaries and the fire and the pandemic, at the end of the day, all the worst things that happen were absolutely out of my control. But it doesn't mean I couldn't overcome them. In life and in business, we are always called to do our best. But our best doesn't mean that we have ultimate control over others or over what others choose to do to us. And I am a believer that spirit is here to help guide us and to help guide you on your path. So knowing that they can also help to shoulder some of the responsibility may help ease your mind. You know, even if you don't want to overly burden your team with responsibilities, 
what if you asked your your guides? What if you asked your higher self to step in and help carry some of that responsibility for you? Um, I encourage you to set up a nightly communication with your guides via a prayer or an affirmation where you ask for them to support and protect you and your team and all that you've built. And if you do this and quote unquote bad things still happen, just take it in stride and know that there is a lot more at play than just what meets the eye, including things like karmic debts and lessons that your higher self has in store for you. So I came up with what I thought was kind of a nice general prayer that you could, you know, you could use and work with your guides uh, to help shoulder some of this responsibility. So um, I'm going to go ahead and put this in the show notes, but I'll just go ahead and say it here, which is something along the lines. And again, you can totally do whatever you want. You can take this or leave it. But hello, spirit guides. Can I please ask you to help me shoulder this insert? your burdens, whatever is worrying you that day. While I am a strong spirit, my body would like a respite from some of these worldly duties because sometimes they drag me down and prevent me from seeing all the light and sharing all of my light. Amen. Or you could say, let it be. So it is. So whatever you do, I recommend that you just never fall into the trap of becoming the victim to your creations and to the energy of responsibility. Everything is a choice, including the choice to continue running your business or to continue running it in a certain way. So take stock of what's working, what's not, and what changes you'd like to make so that you can ease the tension and the friction between you and running or growing your business. Okay, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you soon. Until next time, keep creating. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes. For more information on these and many more topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit our new website at www.empathicenergymethod.com or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a moment to leave a star rating, a review, or just to share it with a friend. Okay, until next time, keep creating.